0: you <music> Welcome to Dekeeks, the show where we go panning for gold within the wonderful world of Dekeeks, trying to find any little tidbits of good within the entirety of Dekeeks' cartoon catalogue. I am Avery, and this is my co host Mark.
1: Yes, I'm Mark, your eccentric prospector in this metaphor.
0: Howdy, y'all.
1: Yee haw. Yee um, what well, I'm not sure what this metaphor has to do with anything. Both of these are well. One of them's a sci-fi show, and the other's just another fairy tale theater knockoff.
0: True, but I would say that both of these are actual gold within yeah. the mix. Okay, okay, these are pretty damn good. Yeah, this is and weird. And considering our show is mostly about just kind of fishing at random out different cartoons from the deep catalog, uh, trying to find any remaining bits that are good in there uh i would say my penny for gold metaphor worked perfectly go fuck yourself it's
1: really <laughs> weird we've gone weeks just finding the most dire horrific things possible yeah and then this week just two yeah
0: immediately fun
1: things <laughs> interesting shows uh where do we
0: even start with these man
1: well we have to start with one or the other
0: that is literally taking what I said and remixing it. You have literally said the exact same thing back to me. Where do we start? It starts with one of the other. Those are the same <laughs> sentences. Fine, fine, fine.
1: Let's start with laser tag.
0: You mean Photon. 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 The 1980-something TV series tie-in with the American laser tag brand Photon. Uh, over here, we had quasar, as it were. Um, this is something. It is a quality bit of eighties cheese. I wouldn't call it quality, but it's it's fascinating. Well, quality in the sense of it being good cheese.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You can
0: have bad cheese, as we know, with so many things that yeah. the MSCCK team have rift. Yeah, fair. There is good cheese and there is bad cheese, and Photon is most assuredly good cheese. It sits among the ranks of Manos the Hands of Fate, and Cry Wilderness, and fucking Ninja Terminator. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's my favourite fucking. <sighs> whatever. That, yeah, yeah. that metaphor is going nowhere. Basically, it's terrible, but in the best way possible. And. We here at D DGeeks appreciate a good bit of cheese.
1: Okay, this one's unusual for us because it's live action.
0: Yes, very much so.
1: It's also unusual for us because it's filmed in Japan. Mm. Uh, by, I assume, a Japanese uh, crew. Which means that it has a lot of the sensibilities of low-budget uh, Japanese Sentai series.
0: Yes, some heavy, heavy Sentai feels going on with this one.
1: Which is pretty impressive, considering this is what nearly a decade before Power Rangers. Yep. So, anyway, what this thing is, it's the story of a guy.
0: <laughs> Good start. <laughs> well, it's the story of a guy. I would say, I would say almost most stories are the story of a guy. To be completely honest.
1: Oh, well, I was trying to remember his name. And then I was trying to remember his other name, because he has two separate names for, for complete no See, he has his reason. Earth
0: name and his space name.
1: Yeah, um, his Earth name is...
0: Let's call him Jeremy.
1: <laughs> Let's not. Oh. Okay. Uh, he's called Christopher Jarvis.
0: Right. So, but Jarvis.
1: In, but uh, he, because he is so good at playing laser tag... Mm. Uh, they, the, they, uh, a space special forces unit recruits him.
0: Yeah. We didn't see the very first episode, so we're missing out on the, uh, the backstory plot a little bit, which in retrospect probably wasn't the best of ideas. Uh,
1: I wouldn't worry too much about it. Yeah. It, it looks like it's got mostly the same format and structure. Um, basically Chris discovers that the laser tag game Photon is a way to detect the strongest warriors in the galaxy now if this sounds like a familiar premise it's because it's the premise of 1984's The Last Starfighter except change the Photon for the arcade game Starfighter
0: yeah (laughs) I mean it's very blatant about it but it makes it work despite that fact Oh uh, well it because it, i mean from that point it kind of diverges basically yeah yeah so
1: yeah well from that point it's more that they're on a super sentai team yeah but a super sentai team that is only vaguely human Mm-hmm. um Bodie Lee, or oh, is that his?
0: Bodie Lee is his space name. Bodie
1: Lee is his space name. He is he the only human? Or it's the little kid, human the as the well?
0: young kid, does seem to be human adjacent at the very most. We don't know if he's actually human or not. We Certainly,
1: should... he carries around a baseball bat.
0: Yeah, uh, his name is Percival. Yeah, which is the most wonderful name you could give a character.
1: And then the next closest to being human, I suppose, is Tivia.
0: Uh oh yeah, the woman in the fucking Mortal Kombat cosplay yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Tivia is, I mean she's the action girl
0: yes, but she's got some good lines yes very much so she is the, I mean there's quite a few good lines throughout to be honest
1: um I mean there is a scene in which uh the hero says uh, there is an old earth saying ladies first to which she replies oh, human males are all cowards. <laughs>
0: Oh boy. Uh I will say, my first thoughts as we started watching this, right from the very beginning in the opening segment, I am deeply surprised that this was not an FMV game. <laughs>
1: It has the same budget level. It has the same it? budget
0: line, it has the same sensibilities and look as a FMV game. Everything about the opening seems to be the attract mode for the, the game, and then the episodes themselves seem like they would be like clips that you would see in between parts of the FMV game.
1: Um, it certainly doesn't help that these actors are all absolute nobodies. Oh yes, totally. Uh we I mean I was looking some of them up. Uh, one of them
0: is a Karate Sensei. hmm No more acting jobs. Nope. Um... The rest of them are pretty much only known for doing this show. Yeah. And that's about it. Although, one person, the uh, person who acts Tivia, was also a musician at one point, playing in the group Bomb the Bass.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, Bomb the Bass is just one dude, but he did... She uh, she did vocals for, I assume, a few of their songs. Mm. Um... And there's also, I think one of the villains is a B-movie actor now.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. That's a good one.
1: Uh, and Bodhi's Earth mother, as opposed to his space mother,
0: <laughs> who is literally a computer called Mom. Well, I mean, everyone calls it Mom. I don't think it is actually their mom. I, I think they, 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 it's just an acronym, Well, really. it's the
1: Multiple Operation Matrix.
0: Well, there we go, then. <laughs>
1: but the actor who plays his mother is a minor character extra part in a lot of American television. Do. Aside from that, nobody. But we're only halfway through the list of characters, at which point it just goes wild.
0: Yeah, it's the point at which we stop diverging. We, 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 we stop at humans and we start diverging into...
1: It's also the bizarre point alien creatures. it's also the point at which we exhaust the um American and British actors. Yeah. Because at this point it's Japanese guys in heavy heavy prosthetics. Yeah. And by heavy I mean just huge costumes.
0: Yes, massive. So, oh god, what have we got? We've got um this Pike who yeah. is Pike is the most bizarre looking one. He is he, he's just this weird, very angular yellow lump of a man to the point that, like, I just call him Mr. Scone because he, his head looks like a fucking scone. It's such a weird design. It is a really out there design. All of the other, the other designs make relative sense. You can look at it and go, oh yeah, that's a thing. That You know what, that makes sense for a character design. Whereas Pike is just like taking a bunch of clay and just kind of shoving it together to make a vague representation of a human man but it's like all chunky and misshapen and it's not quite right that's what pike is
1: yeah it's weird and he talks like droopy
0: yeah i really didn't understand the fact that he talked like fucking droopy of all characters (laughs) so bizarre uh who else have we got um I can't remember the fucking names. I know that there's a lizard dude and he's got a really bizarrely mundane name despite the fact that he's like this really massive lizard dude.
1: You mean Leon?
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. He's this huge lizard dude where the, the, the head is lower than the shoulders. hmm And it looks pretty good to be honest. Here's the thing. Considering the budget they're working on and it is blatantly a really astonishingly low budget uh, all the music all of the money seems to have gone into licensing
0: songs for some reason well we say licensing songs but I mean okay l- let's just explain things first whenever a ship is rolled out of the main space station uh, which is called oh god the the star which yeah okay good job making your spaceship sound like a weather station <laughs> the, the intellistar whenever a ship is rolled out of there uh, and someone takes off the the tv show plays a cover of a dad rock song yeah like we had highway to the danger zone um well they would have been current songs like at the that. time yeah but they're all dad rock addicted to love played as well like it was the most bizarre shit because it I mean, While they were popular songs Sure It doesn't fit the act Of getting into a spaceship And flying out of a station
1: Were they definitely covers?
0: They sounded very much like covers I knew that Highway to the Danger Zone Was definitely a cover Because the, the person singing it Did not put any as much Emphasis in their voice When singing the chorus Yeah
1: because it wasn't quite Kenny Loggins was it?
0: No it wasn't ha <laughs> ha Way to it was more Highway to it was it was more smooth it wasn't it didn't have the the Kenny Loggins rasp to well
1: it. here's the question was it Heim Barn or Shucky Levy on the vocals
0: <laughs> yeah that's true it could have been either of them it's going to on be, be vocals, one or the other it? isn't it yeah. yeah that's a good point
1: and i think the last member if we go if we get back to the 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 heroes mm-hmm. um is it
0: beethan I wouldn't know.
1: Either way, uh, yeah, uh, Lord Beetham he's big metal dude. Yeah. Think, what if Colossus from the X-Men was um, Japanese?
0: A stereotypical Japanese We're character, talking, samurai character. Yeah. Bearded bloke kind of look. Kind of
1: a shogunate era
0: yeah. <laughs> warrior. Mr bigger. Miyagi, but when he was younger.
1: Uh, With the big tash and... Yeah. The, uh, the, the 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 cropped hair. Type. Yeah, yeah. It's um wow. What, what if Colossus from X-Men was played by some uh, actor most known for playing Oda Nobunaga in a very low uh, budget version <laughs> of a Japanese history play?
0: Well, yeah.
1: And that's That's what you're generally having to work with as your main cast. I have to say, unlike a lot of the shows we see, they're very distinct characters. Yeah. You can definitely tell the difference between each of them. There isn't the problem of the writer not being able to give the characters different voices in the, uh, the way they should do. I mean, uh, it, sorry to jump around like this because
0: we're kind of excited about this one. It's it is <laughs> weirdly enjoyable trash. Yeah, and the best bits of it are probably the visuals. Yes, very much so. That for for such a low budget kind of production. They really went all out at making it look as nice as possible.
1: They, well, I wouldn't say it looks nice, but they were not
0: reserved in you keep, the way they're doing it. I love how you keep backpedalling on my statements about me trying to praise it and you go oh no 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 hold on I Look, need to reserve I'm, a better praise I'm not going
1: to say it looks nice because it's gaudy as all shit it's it, full of video taster effects as far as cheap productions <laughs> and go has,
0: this looks pretty nice and, in comparison and
1: has some pretty awful chroma key effects what looks and better almost everything is a chroma
0: key effect what looks better Photon or the Inspector Gadget movie and I'm going to say Photon Photon <laughs> To be honest, they're probably about
1: even... (laughs) Although now I'm just remembering that fucking car.
0: And that's exactly why I picked Photon.
1: Um, But this thing has these weird miniature designs for all of its ships and they're gorgeous. Yeah, I think... They're um, far higher calibre than they should be for this little rinky-dink show.
0: Yeah, just think of any kind of sci-fi show produced in the 80s and 90s where they... Rather than like like spend a lot of money on like CGI effects and stuff for the ship flyb- flybys. They just made a tiny little model ship, hung it up in the air against the spacey background. And then just panned a camera slowly around it. That's kind of what they did here.
1: I mean, you wouldn't get that on a. Uh, you wouldn't get things being CG animated or anything like that on.
0: Well, not f- not in the time that Photon was made, no. But I'm but- saying
1: you wouldn't get that on a regular basis on television. Yeah. Uh, until the late '90s, with kind of the Babylon Five DS9 era stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this thing has uh.
0: And Cubics and reboot and.
1: Oh God, that's 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 uh... definitely earlier. Oh. Uh, but the um, mechanical design, the ship design, and that sort of thing apparently was done by Shinji Aramaki, who, aside from being uh, responsible for a lot of the de- well, some of the design work of the original Transformers stuff, uh, to make kind of to make that look bulky and mechanical and plausible, unlike the fucking Michael Bay
0: monstrosities. Michael Bay transformers look cute.
1: They don't. They, They're cute. They look like polygons are being Robots rotated. Are
0: cute. Robots are cute and I'm gonna smooch them.
1: Oh Um Bumblebee. He's also worked on just so many things, uh, and these days is mostly partnered up with um, Kenji Karayama, uh, who is responsible for Ghost in the Shell. And is I believe they're working on the Blade Runner anime and the new Ghost of the Shell project together. Blimey, yeah. Um also were uh, the new Ultraman.
0: Solid. I'd imagine that so- the Ghost of the Shell thing would be uh making little model Tachikamas probably.
1: <laughs> well, I, I believe he's actually co directing that. Ooh, now yeah.
0: I've... I still need to watch the um, the films that they brought out for Ghost in the Shell, the new ones. The, not the Scott Johansson one, obviously, but the new <laughs> uh, Ghost in the Shell Arise, I think it's called.
1: Right, yeah.
0: But at the same time, I'm not actually caught up with um, oh, SAC yeah, so I'm still not caught up on that one. I, I still haven't watched uh, Individual 11 yet. Yeah. Ghost in the Shell's really fucking good, by the I... way. Yeah, I yeah. I fucking love Ghost in the Shell. Fair enough. I foolishly watched the second movie before watching the first season of SAC which confused the shit out of me because who is this new character that suddenly appeared? Well done. Oh, okay.
1: Well done. The whole thing has a strict continuity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I didn't realise it. Bad luck. <laughs> yeah, well, I watched SAC afterwards and I was like oh, that makes sense. Oh. I still really enjoy 2. There's a really cool Tachikomas. The Tachikomas uh, <laughs> are adorable. I love the Tachikomas. Making them sentient was the best part that was the best decision they could have made. That your needs a little comic relief. So, yeah. Photon. I'm not done with Photon yet. Yeah. Why are we shutting the door on Photon I'm already? Not. I'm
1: going back to Photon. Oh, okay. What else you got to say about it? Because I-, I know you really liked this one. I
0: fucking loved this. I'd, I think it's because. Um... Of course, it's like this beautiful bit of 80s cheese. And if you know me, you will know that I have a fascination and obsession with motion video games. Yeah. So think you Mad Dog McCree, Space Pirates, Contradiction, that sort of thing. I fucking adore that genre of games. They are goofy as shit. They know it. They love it. Look at any digital pictures game. You can tell they had a blast filming every second of it. And people say they shit because the gameplay loop is bad. And I agree on that like, gameplay loop being bad. But consider hey, another hey, hey. angle. Hey. Night Trap is the most wonderful ode to Z movie cinema. That's
1: <sighs> true. And Mad Dog McCree isn't actually a
0: bad game. Mad Dog McCree is really fucking good. It's just short as hell. Yeah. And also there is one part which is fucking annoying. And that's the part where after you followed the track um, to get to Mad Dog's lair. There is like a bit where it pans over the house and it zooms on the roof and you shoot the roof off or whatever and then all those blokes come flying out of the door. If you don't shoot the right people as they come out and then save for the last guy who is the dude you're trying to save and shoot him, that's it, you just lose. (laughs) It is so difficult to uh, get around Mad Dog McCree's bullshit. It's mainly just a case of memorization in some cases. yeah it's an fmv game yeah the corral for example there's always going to be a dude in that little black hole that you can't fucking see (laughs) which is the most wonderful quarter killer section i've ever seen in a video game and also uh my dog McQueen not being mic'd up so he just sounds like he's saying nice ass there stranger (laughs) um (laughs) i (laughs) know that was a tangent i like fmv games that's the long and short of it it's got all of the fucking trimmings of an fmv game you've got the low budget sets you've got the low budget actors hamming it up you've got the video toaster visuals going on basically what i'm saying is this tv show is effectively a tv version of the american laser games space pirates fair enough you know what it reminded me of? I mean, it's not quite Space Pirates. Shut up. It's not quite Space Pirates, <laughs> because the thing of Space Pirates is a damsel on distress story. You're trying to say the, the space princess or whatever from the Space Pirates. They're boring, but everything about that isn't the way that the Space Pirates acts. The Space Pirates in question ham it the fuck up. And even they appear on screen during the track mode to say winners don't do drugs, which wonderful and then a skull explodes immediately afterward which is the most b- b- bizarre kind of way you could say that from fmb games <laughs> um the enemies in this show which we haven't touched on yet the 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 guys who come in against against the photon team are pretty much the enemies in space pirates they are they, yeah. they, say, they act the same way they are the same kind of kind of hamming it up at every moment possible and just over the top ridiculous villains
1: I mean there is a literal green skinned space pirate in this Yeah, and it's just Py-rar.
0: oh it's so good I just, I'm just, sorry I love this show it is just wonderfully awful in all he the does best the ways it's
1: the west country accent and everything it's yeah.
0: great it's so good And that's why I'm kind of like getting on your ass because every time I say something positive about it, you backpedal it. But no, I love the fuck out of this show because it is just. It it is just so silly. It is the most perfect FMV game possible, and it was never an FMV game, which I honestly consider a missed opportunity because this thing would have made the best FMV game. You know what it
1: was? Tie in novels. They did (laughs) tie in novels by peter david of all people who did what did peter david do uh he wrote a lot of marvel comics and all of the really good uh funny star trek uh tie-in novels
0: ah that's interesting he's the
1: one everyone likes because he's the one with a sense of
0: humor that's that's fun wow okay (laughs) might have to might have to look those up they might be quite actually they might be pretty good (laughs) I mean, like, all of this from just a laser tag tie in. Yeah.
1: Is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> it's so when you get back to the stabbed. base, it is the most hilarious shit because this is just all promoting a laser tag company. Yeah. <laughs> it is the most over the top 80s, low budget crap.
1: For syndicated television.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I get the feeling that Space Pirates might have been influenced by this a little bit.
1: Possibly, but then would they have even seen
0: this? I th- it might have. I mean, that's fair. Photon is definitely notable enough that it has a dedicated fan base, and like both for the la- the laser gun, laser tag place, and also the cartoon that tied in with well, it. Well, that's true. There is a dedicated fan site for it, even that is like hosting scripts and stuff.
1: Yeah, but then you might find that it's just that they both get their uh, influences from similar places. Possibly,
0: possibly, yeah. And have the same video toaster. Yes. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, this, that's why I really quite liked this. I think it's... It ranks pretty high with me. It's not obviously the best thing we've ever seen, but after so much shit, having something as daft and cheesy as this was a real treat for me. Yes. It was super enjoyable.
1: You want to know something weird about this? Yeah. Cut-down versions of this show... Were used to pad out the Club Mario series of Super Show. <laughs> How did you cross it down? Well, presumably you take out the the uh, music videos. Oh
0: yeah, that's true. <laughs> and
1: <laughs> most of the
0: exposition. God, that's that's really something, huh? Wow. <laughs> That's a very good fun fact that you've lined up for the end there. Yeah, crikey! <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us had anything more to say. We're just sinking. It's just sinking again. Oh god! So, um, from basically that was far better than it had any right to be.
1: Yeah. Speaking of which.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, Alf Tales. The- yeah. Sequel, I guess, to Alf the Animated Series. Uh, or Alf in Malmac, depending on which region you're in. Don't know where that region that title comes from, and also it makes no sense. Probably but... reruns. Yeah, regardless. um Alf Tales, which is basically take Alf the Animated Series, take Hello Kitty's Fairy Tale Theatre, smush them together, and you've got Alf Tales. All in all, sounds like a concoction for a really mediocre, just boring, near kind of cartoon but then it says out it's re- co-written by fucking David Cohen. Okay, so this thing uh
1: is mostly the brainchild of two people. David S Cohen, not X Cohen. Uh David S Cohen who was the lead writer on 50 episodes of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah. Uh wrote for Arthur, uh co-wrote Belto with um uh the um oh god what are their names? The folks who made Jingle Bell rock, at yep. any rate, which we also absolutely loved for having a very similar sense of humor,
0: yeah, the, the, we're going to come on to that in a moment. The fact that David S. Cohen wrote for Balto, makes a
1: lot of fucking sense, also making sense, the other the other guy in charge, Roger S. H. Shulman, co-wrote was one of these four credited writers on Shrek, so these are some very interesting writers
0: yeah for sure
1: and they do what we really like uh what we liked about
0: jingle bell rock what we liked about
1: jingle bell rock and what we liked about where's Wally, which is just the plastering of as many dad jokes and satirical pieces into the show as possible
0: yeah basically just the writers amusing themselves and also taking lots of jabs at the industry in the process
1: and it works for Elf, completely.
0: Yes, very much so. Uh,
1: these things are cynical, silly, and...
0: Absurdist at some point.
1: Absurdist and weirdly... I mean, obviously the references of age and those shitloads we're not getting because some of it was just so of its time. Yep. But you can see where they were going with a lot of it. Like, for example, a king who... Luxin speaks like Ronald Reagan.
0: Yeah, so obviously like not even hidden like obviously trying to be Ronald Reagan.
1: 100% it was a caricature of Ronald Reagan. Tell uh telling Alf Gordon uh that he wouldn't get involved because go it wasn't government's place to do so. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> whilst uh a whilst the wicked witch of the story it was a rapunzel uh, yeah riff, it was uh, a rap
0: themed rapunzel yes so. called
1: Rapunzel, uh which had me extremely worried when t- the names of two jewish writers came up as the yeah. writing credits uh but happily there's not that much rap in it and by Any rap s- that is in
0: it, it's barely rap. It's yeah. just like the, the the people rapping are just kind of gently fumbling their way through, actually making it work.
1: And by the second time they get round to it, it just uh, trails off with uh, etc. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh god. Oh yeah. And there's also shit like um. Okay. So so. Okay. The <laughs> thing with off tales is it's not the normal fairy tales. Unlike Hello Kitty's Fairy Tale Theater, where they just pretty much played them straight and just did interpretations of the fairy tales. It's more of... But a f- with Hello Kitty characters. It's this a fractured is, fairy tales. Yes. Take. It is, let's take this fairy, fairy tale and then fuck it up.
1: Yeah. Fairy tale theatre was directly just a rip off of uh, fairy tale theatre, which I believe was a show in which famous, really famous casts did straight takes on fairy tales. Yeah. This is not that in the
0: least. no. As, dis- as denoted by the fact that this is a rap-themed version of Rapunzel. And in this case, the uh, witch has basically monopolised the entirety of the TV in the kingdom. Yeah. It's literally only one channel, and that's the witch's channel. And also on radio as well. Um, Which I'm assuming is
1: down to the uh, a satire of the burgeoning television monopolies of the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It- I mean, certainly...
0: I mean, the entire thing is most definitely social commentary of, like, it's time, for sure.
1: Well, considering that the episode ends with them setting up the, uh, the FCC... And, yes. <laughs> ...and restricting media uh, to, um, to uh, one station... Yeah. There's uh, definitely something going on there uh, that we couldn't p- pick the very specifics out from. Certainly, it's very uh, pro-government regulation (laughs) on broadcasting.
0: Um, Oh, God, but what is it exactly? It's, um... Rapunzel and her family are invited on a quiz show on the Witches TV network, and they ask, like, absurdist questions, like, what's in this box I'm holding? Nothing! (laughs) You lose. And, um... The last question, which was pretty good, was, who is always right? Ebert or Siskel? <laughs> to which the dad responds, Ebert, wrong, it's Siskel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant quality joke. And... Oh, God, I, I bet I could barely follow on with what I was actually giving in the story, but long story short, Rapunzel lines up in the, in the tower as per usual. Um, I forgot the actual point I was going to. Oh, yeah, the other joke that uh, I've noted down was um, Alf as the uh, kind of prince of the land, as it were, uh, dressed very much similarly to uh, MC Hammer, as it were.
1: No, 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 no. This is okay. Much generic earlier. rapper. <laughs> they were specifically the Beastie Boys, I think.
0: Oh God! Yeah. Okay. Now that makes a lot more sense. That's why he had
1: his two friends. Oh yeah, true. And yeah, they're, they're all wearing boys, the medallion yeah. and tracksuits.
0: Yeah, they're about to break into a. Fucking rendition of intergalactic, yeah. Although intergalactic was later, probably. Um, Either way. Um, so, Alf and his two friends, uh, as it were, his crew, go up to uh, Rapunzel's tower, and they do a bit of beatboxing while Alf does a really shitty rap to uh, get Rapunzel to, like, swish her hair down out the window so that he can climb up. Um... And then, when that finally happens, he turns around to his friends and goes, uh, Home, boys. And there's a bit of silence, and then just, Home, boys. <laughs> and then they walk off. It's just this wonderful, daft pun that's just. You don't see coming out of anywhere, but it just happens. Look,
1: 80s Jewish dad jokes about rap shouldn't work, but just they just. really so- do.
0: Uh, and then the other episode, which we saw, which was uh, Cinderella, a take on Cinderella. But using the love story of Elvis Presley. Yeah, this kind which, of weird situation of the prince being Elvis. Yeah. I've, it's a very strange thing. And also, the um, the bad step step-sisters and stepmother is... Um, introduced v- at the very beginning via this young kid's uh dad randomly meeting them in a supermarket earlier that afternoon and marrying them <laughs> just immediately <laughs> i met her in a oh, supermarket
1: okay. and i knew i had to make a mine
0: yeah so now we're married yeah this dad, by the way, is an absolute shit heel of a father does not give a crap about anything that Spends happened, the
1: is. rest of the episode with his uh, with his face in a newspaper,
0: yeah, so the way they've um done Cinderella is uh instead of going to the ball, it is trying to get to Gordo's uh concert in time because he's announced that at this concert he will pick someone out from the crowd. And fall in love with them magically, I guess, or marry them, which is a shitty way of doing love, I guess. Is I that mean, how I I guess, did it? But
1: let's face it. Um, well, no, but... no. <laughs> well, there we go. But I mean, it's you could you could see it being the fantasy of a young rocker that this is going to happen to them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, and so, obviously, the uh, the step and stepmother mother bugger off themselves leaving poor cinderella behind and she is like just flopped over the over the sofa just wishing that she could go if only there was some sort of fairy godmother of which we poof, it's the fairy godfather yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> the mafia boss in the in the in the proper tutu when the got the fairy wings and everything appears <laughs> out of nowhere just this strange visual visual gag of just it being the very godfather series of references to the godfather yeah for no reason, no relation to anything it's um, just
1: there the dress fell off the back of a truck a limo and a chauffeur fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, anyway, yeah, Cinderella eventually makes it to the concert and she uh, does a duet with Gordo out of nowhere. And at the end, she does this ridiculous scream that ends up breaking all of the glass within like a 50-yard radius of the stadium. Yeah. Which, classic gag, classic little bit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so the colonel, uh, the manager... Wait. Because... Of the fairy godmother doing the thing that was all done on the one condition that she gets home by 10 o'clock. And so (laughs) they do the duet, and at the end of the song, uh, she asks Gordo what time it is. And it's like, oh, it's about quarter to 10. Thanks. And then fucks off. Full Looney Tunes. Burning trail behind her. Yeah. Full Looney Tunes. This show has
1: some really good Looney Tunes style visual comedy. Yes. Of the kind that Looney Tunes will will, will, probably have lost by this time in the 80s.
0: Um, well, no, because this was kind of within the time period of Tiny Toons and Animaniacs and stuff. Oh, that's true. we we're still we're still in the age of decent quality yeah, Looney Tunes stuff. It's
1: not until Space Jam. Yeah, Space Looney Jam Tunes is
0: very much the hitting point where it kind of starts to go downhill. To
1: back in Action, so back so up
0: it came again, back up again, and then it went back down again yeah, afterwards. And yeah,
1: then lo- lo- Tuna ticks or whatever that superhero show is called yeah yeah Um, that was an era
0: but yeah so because she just left the stadium without saying her name or who she is or whatever introducing herself properly um, Cinderella as you know Gordo is like just running like oh I can't stop thinking about her and stuff like that and so they devise a test to try and find her again which is to yeah it's Colonel you wear
1: glass slippers don't you (laughs) yes this is never brought up, the fact that the colonel, uh, the, his manager, wears these women's glass
0: slippers. Yeah. It, just... it just takes one out and places it on a cushion. And then they go around the town uh, asking people to do their best shrill holler. And if it breaks then that's it. And no one succeeds until, of course, Cinderella appears. Breaks is it. It's just this
1: wonderfully weird way of doing the, uh, yeah.
0: the glass slipper. It's a very roundabout way of doing it. And I kind of like it. But yeah, after that, they, they get together and stuff. Um, I think this show's good. Yeah, but I've, I've, after the end of both of those episodes, we were just like, shit. <laughs> 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 that was good. That was that was really entertaining. I'm not going to talk about the cast or anything.
1: No, it's, it's... This
0: pretty much the same as Alf, Alf, Alf the animated series, really. Oh, and
1: 100% the same. Yeah. I mean, it's literally the same characters, just in different guises. Obviously, Paul Fusco uh, reprises his role as Elf, and I'm really gaining an appreciation for Paul Fusco as Elf.
0: Yeah, I mean, the fun <laughs> thing is, is he does um, the singing. He does he, he sings in it because he's meant to be you good. Can't old, sing at all. But No, you can't sing in the Elf voice. So he just kind of ends up doing this kind of like. William Shatner jazz talk singing kind you of thing. You can tell
1: that they recorded it in the order that the lines were as well, because yeah. he starts trying to sing and eventually he's just talking to the tune. It's they tried, <laughs> <laughs> but well, no, I think he yeah. has really good comic timing in this one. It, it yeah, he he's. You can see why people like Elf from this one a lot more than you could from uh, the
0: animated, just the animated series. It is fascinating how you have basically taken the entirety of the Elf the animated series, thrown away the original plot concept ideas for the most part, and then just put it in a fairy tale context, and suddenly it's really solid. Yeah. But at the same time, I get the feeling it's because they hired decent writers for Tales versus animated series. They
1: got the right writers. That's where it comes down to. animated
0: series was dull and drab and nothing really happened. And it kind of, I don't know, sort of ruined the magic of the original Alf show as a result. Well, it
1: defeated the point. Yeah. Uh, The whole point is that he is this outsider hiding in a human society. When you throw him into his actual society, he shouldn't be special.
0: Yeah. But here we have Tales and all his friends... We have Alf and all of his friends doing just plays, basically. And yeah,
1: just weird fairy tale pastiches. Yeah. And they're fun.
0: They're really fun. They go in bizarre directions for everything. It's full of that uh, jingle bell rock kind of cynical, snidey, satirical humour that we loved. Nothing quite reaching, reaching the um, top joke of the executive producer joke in Jingle Ball Rock. That one is still a proper we, zinger. We but... do
1: love the outright insulting the executive producers yeah. directly before the executive producers. Yeah.
0: Gorgeous moment. But, uh, credit credit. Uh, but this one, it's a close second to Jingle Ball Rock and how good the writing is. It's really, really quality stuff here. So I was expecting uh, Alf Tales to be the better of the two here, but as it turns out, we were pleasantly surprised, and both of them are really fucking solid cartoons. Well, one of them cartoon, cartoons, the other was live-action, obviously, but...
1: Also, the live-action wasn't really solid. It was extremely wonky and cardboardy, well, and that was yeah. one of the
0: most lovable things about it. It was, it was enjoyable because of how daft and shitty it was. It embraced its shittiness, kind of. They tried. <laughs> yeah, they gave it their best shot, and that's kind of the best thing about it. So, yeah, amazingly, after all this crap two really good ones I'm very happy I am so happy to finally enjoy and watch some good ones
1: god isn't it easy to do this podcast when they're enjoyable yeah it really is when they're not just drudgery of the exact same (laughs) template pasted over yet another sequence of semi-original characters or bloody Victorian literature or
0: (sighs) some random Licensed gubbins. Boop. Ah, right Quick splicing recording here Um, As it turns out from this point on the audio got corrupted as per usual. We're oh, narrowing it down
1: Yeah, we've got it up to so that it lasts for more than an hour before we're uh, Before it corrupt. Yeah, which raises the question. Good god. How are we going more than an hour between saving? Yeah,
0: <laughs> we should probably probably something out of that um so yeah we have just kind of switched to the old solo mic setup right here just to basically re-record all of what was corrupted so you don't have to put up with it because good god i am so tired of dealing with that at this Uh, point
1: also my my mic stand just collapsed
0: yeah that's not helping matters is it we're good podcasters we're quality um so conveniently enough it crapped out exactly as we were starting to rank the shows. Now, obviously we can't reenact the ranking because it's kind of a one-time thing, but let it be known that these two shows were some of the hardest shows to rank in a good while, at least Elf Tales was. Uh, Photon was fairly easy to determine. It was good, obviously it's not top 10 material, but it's yeah, definitely yeah. within the top 15.
1: We like it. It's gubbins, but we like it.
0: It's some quality gubbins. It's not just any run-of-the-mill gubbins. It's, it's some astonishingly well-painted cardboard. Yeah, it's no fucking Captain Planet. Captain Planet's gubbins. It's rubbish. I don't like it. <laughs> but, Phantom, Phantom, fans, Photon. Oh, that's some quality gubbins. It's crap. But, oh, it's really quality stuff. Um, so as a result we've popped it at number 14 just beneath Care Bears and above Mysterious Cities of Gold which yeah we would rather watch an episode of Photon than Mysterious Cities of Gold yeah but Care Bears and Poochie nah they're too good for it to go above (laughs) that Um, and as for Elf Tales it took us like at least a solid 5 to 10 minutes to work out where exactly it was going to go because it was such a tough decision in the first place yeah we
1: decided it was Better than Ulysses 31 simply by uh, the fact that it's more watchable immediately. Mm. Ulysses 31 is a masterpiece, but it's also very slow.
0: It's far too slow for its own good.
1: Gadget, however, was much harder to decide.
0: Mainly because both of these cartoons are perfectly on par with each other. Yeah. They are both very well written, they are both very entertaining to watch, but... After a lot of umming and ahring, we decided that actually would go below Gadget, uh, simply because a lot of the jokes in Alf Tales are dated. They are pristinely embedded within the 80s culture. And because of that, it just doesn't really translate as well into the modern day compared to Gadget, which is, of course, like minor issues aside in some of the episodes, pretty much works really well even nowadays as a quality bit of cartoon. Um, and so as a result after a much deliberations Alftail got placed at number seven so With that out of the way, we've now just cut down the ending sequence from about 15 minutes to three which I'm a-okay with with that um, Yeah, so you couldn't get to hear our live deliberations on the <laughs> ranking I'm certain most people skip through it anyway because it's just going mm, Where should it go? Mm-hmm. I don't see It's a bit boring, honestly, and meandering.
1: There was a lot of repetition on that one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, But I would much more happily put out a podcast with a slightly shorter ending than usual that has quality audio, than put out yet another fucking episode where Mark's microphone is completely fucked.
1: I don't know how you're sticking with us.
0: Thank you. Thank you you for staying with us if you are still listening to us. Your ability to push through those episodes is astonishing, and I'm amazed that we still have listeners. But thank you from the bottom of our hearts for sticking with us. And uh, if this is if um, it just so happens that you're just joining us with this episode, then welcome! Thank you very much for checking us out. Do be warned that the previous five to ten episodes uh, do contain really bad audio at points. Um, We're narrowing it down. We're narrowing it down for sure now. Um, And if you've enjoyed this episode, then please do subscribe to us either through any podcatcher of your choice through the RSS feed, of course Uh, We're also on Apple podcasts aka iTunes and also on Google Play podcasts We are aggregated as it were we're on anything and everything apart from stitcher
1: Because fuck stitcher.
0: Yeah, we're against stitcher for numerous reasons.
1: Although their Wolverine podcast is really good. Yeah, apparently their, their scripted Wolverine series uh, Wolverine Ooh. the Long Night
0: okay I didn't know it was a scripted series I might check that out now actually <laughs> we can't have advertisements for better podcasts on our podcast well, what are you doing this is going to ruin us
1: here's the thing it was a Stitcher premium show but it's free free now Oh, so oh, okay. um, go and yeah, cost <laughs> them money rather yeah. than making you for them
0: <laughs> go and bother them um, but yes thank you very much for listening to this episode uh, and we'll be back again next uh, fortnight I guess in in another two weeks with some more presumably crap yeah (laughs) it's nice to have a good episode once in a while like this um it's gonna go down from here yeah it always does it's a shame but that's just the nature of deke baby (laughs) that's just how deke do heywood done got us again (sighs) but yeah that's it for now ta-ra
1: see ya